Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Today's episode is a coaching call that I have with my mentor, David Meltzer, where we talk about my appearance on his two-minute drill reality TV show, which aired on Amazon Prime TV, as well as Bloomberg TV. Um, It's under episode eight, if you are on Amazon Prime TV and you want to check it out. Um, But we talk a little bit behind the scenes of what it was like for him to produce the show, uh, what I did well, what I did poorly on the show. Uh, I hope you're going to enjoy this coaching call. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience practicing a two-minute pitch, um, something that I highly suggest anybody listening to this podcast, you focus on learning how to pitch what you do and how you do it um, in under two minutes. It's a great exercise that um, I think was a huge benefit to me, and I know there's a lot of things that I've I've taken away from it. So I hope you enjoy this coaching call, and um, if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out sean at calibbq.media and at sean p walchef on tiktok clubhouse linkedin instagram twitter all the fun stuff i appreciate you guys for listening to the show enjoy the inside uh my coaching call with david Meltzer. we want to talk about stages and we want to talk about specifically, we're gonna start at the top from the two minute drill. So the two minute drill, I was privileged to be on the show, episode number eight, which came out last week, Amazon Prime, Bloomberg TV, incredible opportunity. Um, I can't thank you enough for forcing me to be uncomfortable, forcing me to do something that typically I wouldn't have done otherwise, um, but the media opportunity really honed me in on storytelling, on who I was, and understanding the things that you teach um, in your coaching calls, um, the things that you teach me on these calls, how to better tell our story, how to give credibility um, to what we're trying to achieve. My question for you is now that you've gone through this first season and you're preparing for the second season, what are you doing differently that you wish you would have done for the first season? Oh, so many different things. So the first thing is have a 360 stage Two, have seats so that we can create the angles that we need to create. Uh, We had really poor editing, poor production, just because you don't know. And we also did it quicker than I expected. The other thing is to review after each episode, uh, the takes themselves so that can get some advancement and adjustments to the angles of the camera and what we're doing. So uh, we took on a much more seasoned editor and production uh, of the thing. We are also going to extend it out to an hour uh, so that we have time for B-roll. So what I would love to have is, you know, the B-roll of your story uh, from the interviews that you had beforehand. And so people are invested in you before you pitch. Yep. And you don't have to really introduce you. You got, you know, the B-roll of each person. Uh, we're going to add a judge as well. And each judge will get one question and comment. Uh, and uh, that'll be a big difference as well. Um, we are looking at haven't decided yet but it looks like we'll do themed shows so we'll have a women's a junior achievement uh launch boom uh hospitality you know each show will be themed uh so that you know we can play around with that um as well uh no, uh, I'm not a game show host, so all that bullshit I hated that made me cringe. Uh, we have a professional, 
<laughs> professional announcer announcer and voiceover guy who did the sizzle reels. Uh, so all of that will be done. Uh, much so what, more will, what will your role be if you're not uh, head judge host, you know, yeah. still judging and controlling everything, but not, Hey, this is three minutes, two minutes. <laughs> yes. drill, you know, all this. Stuff. It is, it is a completely, it, it was, I enjoyed watching you go through the exercise. How about that? that yeah, exactly. Fun. Thank you. In, oh, enjoyable I, for me to see Dave uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, not not very good. So anyway, uh, you know, I think the nicest thing is that, you know, we were able to create something that people enjoyed uh, as a pilot and it really paid off and the improvements will be exponential. Um, I am also working in another deal um been offered with cw and, and maybe even nbc for one of my shows so office hours the playbook world's greatest motivators and two minute drill may be an actual lineup uh on cw uh, which is national mainstream cable because mm -hmm. uh, bloomberg's hard to find amazon went well uh but there's no commercials on amazon so the monetary side is a little bit different yep uh, where we have terrific commercials so i'm not sure uh season two uh will be you know distributed there but for sure um there's gonna be some differences in the distribution as well as the show grows uh to a national level can, can you explain distribution to somebody that's Someone yeah, so like distribution me. is we have two distribute well multiple distribution deals. So distribution of the show is Bloomberg. They distribute the show. So they're your primary partner? Correct. So they okay. sell against our show. And then we have Amazon, right? The show is on demand on Amazon. And I have a rev share for everyone that downloads it. Uh I get paid. Um, and so there, and then I've reached TV and a million hotel rooms and airports that two minute drills in as well. And then I have a deal with geo in India, the largest network, uh, which is more like, you know, the size of NBC, uh, in wow. India. So the show's doing extremely well, even cause they so don't, translate they, don't it. they like the cringeworthy or, Dave or, Meltzer. Or, or is it, is it in English? Yeah, it's in English. They speak great. English in India. So that makes sense. It's a British colony. And then, uh, but the cringeworthiness is fun for them because they actually like uh, the show host Dave. So <laughs> it'll be interesting if they like the, the improved version of the show for season two. Where do you see distribution going as, as you scale these shows? I mean, cause if we get down to how you've built this, we're talking about content from your RSS feed. Like it's, it's your heart and your head and through the mic, through video and now through distribution. And I think that's the thing that's most fascinating for someone like me that now I'm trying to launch my second podcast in conjunction with Yelp for restaurants, hopefully with a partnership with entrepreneur, but seeing how you've done this, can you take, take me back to, was this the master plan in the beginning or how is it, how, how did we get to where we are? So, you know, it's funny you say that because it actually is a little bit different for me because I had nationally syndicated radio shows, angel radio. I had the playbook originally on NBC sports in the regional deal. So it was a TV show already. Uh, and what it really comes down to is understanding the stage theory, uh, which is what I think you wanted to talk about. Yep. Is that, look, it doesn't, the distribution is amplification. Okay. So when you, you're, I'm talking distribution, it's amplification. And so determinative upon what opportunities exist for amplification of captured content, modified content. And look, the office hours in two minute drill were trainings. And all I did was 
what capture it in a different way, modify it in a different way, amplify it in a different way. And now it's perpetuated in, in a different way to a bigger audience. Uh, that doesn't mean to say that someday the Amazon audience may be biggest or my Instagram audience may be, or maybe it's a clubhouse two minute pitch because clubhouse is so huge. It doesn't matter to me because the difference between me and everyone else is I live through the era of understanding. There's only three things you have to focus in on content, access, and mediums. And the one thing that means the most out of those three things, content. Throughout history, content is king. Throughout history, frequency matters. So whether you're Michelangelo or Da Vinci, the reason those resonated with so many people is it has a frequency that is strong in his signal, carrying to a larger spectrum. Trust me, when Da Vinci painted that painting, you know, he had no idea that billions of people would see it one day. But it carries that frequency. So what has changed with Da Vinci's painting? Access and mediums. He had no idea that you would be able to shoot his picture up like the bat signal. He has no idea that you would see it on an 85 inch TV at a, uh, say, sorry, an 80 foot monitor, you know, on the New York uh, uh, Times Square uh, that everybody could see his painting and his name and his picture, you know, whatever. No idea. Why? Because all he worried about was his content. And what I want to do is be an expert at the content because I know it doesn't matter what I know about amplification or doesn't matter what I know about, uh, you know, the capture, the modification, perpetuation, doesn't matter what I know about who's accessing it today if I don't have the top quality content. The advantage I have, why I keep resonating and growing so quickly is that I'm one of the few people out there with this crazy eclectic background in mindset, heart set, and conscious continuum that puts out my frequency. My frequency, I still equate to Dr. Pimple Popper. I just carry a different frequency than she does. But mine's very specific. I am a hot seat coach that has a wide range of experiences and an applicable spiritual faith background that I apply to it with a monetary gain. Mm -hmm. You know, I understand my frequency and I stick to content, content, content. Then when I get the content that I need, I modify it to what access is available today and then what mediums people are going to watch it on. So it's formatted to a laptop or a cell phone or, or Times Square. And look, all my content has been seen. It has been seen on Times Square, right? World's greatest motivators. I've had up in Times Square on the biggest screens in the world. And it's been seen on the smallest screens in the world. And my shows have been on radio, TV, print. Everything is available. Banner ads on Bloomberg to commercials, to Amazon, to Bloomberg Television, to NBC region sport whatever it is it doesn't matter to me because none of it works if you have shitty content yeah i guess the next follow-up question i have is your one of your last trainings was on 
persistence as well as patience and the blending of persistence and patience. And when do you become the proactive, ferocious Buddha and go out and reach people that you know in your network asking for help, asking for people that you know in Spotify to help distribute this content? And then where do you stay patient in Dave's lane and wait for those opportunities to reverse funnel into you and Colleen and the team? Yeah. So what happens is, is when you understand the temperance of uh, that persistence and patience is your awareness rises. So all of those things that you mentioned, like being featured on Spotify or my entrepreneur deal or the, you know, CW deal or whatever other deals, Bloomberg, they all necessarily didn't come to me, but there was an awareness to it. I didn't cold call into any of them. I didn't ask for anyone. I just was aware that this opportunity existed. Somebody mentioned, oh, you know, have you ever met so-and-so at Spotify? That's when I made my aggressive ask. My persistence came in. But I Mm -hmm. kept doing what I do in the playbook, which is now one of the top podcasts in the world, right? I just got the rankings. Amazing. One of the top podcasts in the world. And yet I still haven't advertised on it. I have only continued to create 700 episodes of the best content I can with millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers. And now in four years, instead of having to reach out and ask people to be on it, I got you know people like Des Bryant asking me, hey, when are you gonna be in Dallas? I wanna get together. Reposting my stuff, Tyreek Hill, yep. uh, Paul Rabel, all in one day, all Amazing. in one day, right? And that is the temperance of being extremely persistent And I am persistent in creating content that I capture, modify, amplify, and perpetuate, utilizing the access that I'm given and the awareness to future access, as well as the mediums that are available and understanding to be more interested than interesting on what those mediums are. Meaning, wouldn't it be neat if I put something up in the Times Square and also have it available on a cell phone? So will you introduce me to Jason at Entrepreneur? Yeah, Jason Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Perfect. That's, That's it. That's All easy. right. That's a good ask, my friend. Uh, yeah, I might be down there Sunday if you want to get together. Yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll text you, okay? Sounds great. Yeah, have a great night. You're the best. Thank Love you. Love you. Yep. I'll introduce you, okay? You appreciate it. No problem. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our coaching call in this week's episode of Digital Hospitality. Here is the two-minute drill pitch that I made to David Meltzer on Amazon Prime TV, as well as Bloomberg TV. Enjoy the pitch and let me know what you think. Uh, Hit me up on social media at Sean P. Walchef and enjoy. Thanks. Welcome back to Two Minute Drill. I'm here with our judges, Rory Kataya, the CEO of Verb Technologies, and Will Ford, president and co-founder of LaunchBoom. Let's get started. With us now is Sean Walchef to tell us about his company, Cali Barbecue Media. Sean, you've got two minutes starting now. Dave, what if I told you that during a live recording of your two minute drill show, for Bloomberg TV, one of your coaching clients convinced you to make TV history by investing $5 million and $1 for 20% of his Amazon Prime barbecue business. Would you be interested in that story? A wise man once said that when you make an investment, invest in the jockey first and then the horse as you would do in a horse race. I'm your jockey, Dave, and here's my story. This ridiculous photo is me washing dishes 
at the age of 13 at the restaurant that I now own. I never met my father. I was raised by my Bulgarian mamba of a grandfather. I was rejected by all three law schools in San Diego. I was told by all my closest friends that opening a restaurant in 2008 during a recession was a terrible idea. I was told by industry experts that we picked the worst location for our business. I was told by the internet that we can't make great barbecue in California. And most recently, I was told that a barbecue business cannot become a media business. Your horse in this investment is Cali Barbecue Media, and here's our story. Over the last 12 years, we've generated over $25 million in sales. We've paid countless dummy taxes along the way, and most importantly, we've learned digital marketing and branding from the School of Hard Knocks. Restaurant Dive Magazine predicts Ghost Kitchen Market to become a $1 trillion global market by 2030. Now, during the pandemic, our team has analytical proof that our new Amazon Prime barbecue model is at least three times more profitable and exponentially scalable. We will use your $5 million and $1 investment to purchase a master smokehouse centrally located in San Diego County, acquire 10 friendly ghost kitchen locations based off of actual search results for barbecue. Jeff Bezos started with books. We started with great barbecue. And now with your investment, we'll be delivering great barbecue ideas all over the globe with digital hospitality. My last ask is, should I talk to Colleen for wire instructions for my investment? <laughs> Colleen, you hope you're standing by. Right, Sean, uh, look, I like the business. I think you're right. Uh, this is where it's going. They're going to need this. Uh, Five million bucks, big, uh, big number up front for a startup. Um, is there any way you think you could start with a small number and then show that you've earned it and proven your model out? Absolutely. But it's five million and one dollar. Oh, I, I left out the dollar. Colleen, the extra buck, don't forget it, please. So uh, what would you do differently if, if you had to scale it back a bit to get it started? If we had to scale it back, we would reduce the locations, proof of concept. I mean, we're gonna roll out these locations. We're non-discriminant of where we open. It's all based off of analytics and search results. So we know where people are searching for barbecue with our technology partners. So we're not going with the old traditional location, location, location. We've proven in the un in one of the most difficult locations during the most difficult times that we can build a business. Um, we know hospitality, that's inherently in what we do. We know how to serve great barbecue. It's slow food fast. I love one thing that I don't see very often. You are more interested than interesting. Meaning that you have done your due diligence, your Dave Meltzer due diligence, your Colleen due diligence, your business due diligence about the ghost kitchen business. All of it really impressed me as far as investing in a jockey. This guy is serious about being successful. In order to be serious about being successful, you have to be more interested in what you're doing. And the final thing I have to say is when you held up that picture, it almost made me cry because you are the classic example of they will laugh at you, they will scoff at you, they will make fun of you, and then they will applaud you. And I applaud you, Sean, congratulations. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Bill. all of you.